1: with Ziggy Rodriguez, that's me, and Thomas Patrick Dorian. <laughs> yeah, hello, <laughs> you love <like laughs> to hear <laughs> what that. Was man. you know, like you like to hear your name? <laughs> Thomas Patrick Dorian. That sounds uh, I
0: don't know what that sounds like. Incredibly
1: good. I, I you know what I was just helping you with the words.
0: You are a professional, my friend. Uh, You've heard of Tomcat, you know. Now that's Tom
1: Pat. Tom Pat, <laughs> that's right. He is a Tom Pat. So uh, we, um, you know, we are going to talk about some. I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions. Oh, alrighty. When do you ever feel like praying? And when do you ever feel like going to mass? Mm. When do you ever feel like doing a rosary? When do you ever feel like you know working at the local charity or whatever your local thing you do is with
0: all the with all the corona stuff going on right now, those are tough questions.
1: well, okay, but that, now you're thinking practically
0: but I'm hearing a theme in your questions like when do my feelings like how do I, like when do I feel? Up to pray. What do I feel up it's to all, going to mass? It's all about feelings. It's all about feeling.
1: Feeling nothing more than feeling. <laughs> should, should we like hold hands for this
0: show? Like <laughs> uh, no.
1: It is going. It is. It is going to be a warm and fuzzy show. <laughs> all right. No. So, no. So you we're going to snort out of. it. We are going to talk about emotions and the spiritual life. Oh, nice. Because I think um, you know. Well you should say nice because it was your idea to do okay. this show. Sam. Uh, but it was guilty. It is nice having a random talk generator yeah. on the staff. That's me. That's, <laughs> that's Sam. RTG. No, uh, and so RTG did come up with this uh, and, and it's, you know, I think it's important because I, sit there, whenever Sam has an idea for a show, I always go like, darn it, Sam, that's a, you're just like calling me out. It's just not using my name. This is about me, really, isn't it? Isn't it? You're, this is something you're seeing in me. <laughs> My, 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 uh, the difficulties in my spiritual life that are brought on by emotions. Uh, So, like, so when I ask those questions, like, uh, you know, do we feel like praying? I, 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 if I stop and think about that for a second, I may answer no. Right. Right. I may not feel like praying. And, but then if I, if I, if I really want to be genuine about pondering this topic, right, then I start to ask myself this second follow up thing, will I ever really feel like praying, going to Mass, Mm. you know, doing charity work, doing a rosary, whatever. Because if I, I mean, odds are that I will never actually feel like doing that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, Because I think think some people feel like it, but not often. I'm thinking about myself. Again, I don't want to be judgmental and point my fingers out in radio land and say, you know, that you don't enjoy going to Mass, or you don't enjoy praying, or you don't, you know... But I do think that all of us are challenged by the emotional um, draw to something and not being emotionally drawn to it. How hmm. I many things have we put off in life, specifically in our spiritual life, because we didn't feel like it? Right. I mean, listen, if I ask my kids, hey, y'all feel like going to Mass? I, I mean, they'll all say yes because dad's a deacon. <laughs> <laughs> They know we're going to mass, but the point is
0: yeah, deep down they're like, "No way, Dad."
1: I, I remember myself at that age. I didn't feel like it. Right. I don't think I ever felt like it, unless there was that pretty girl who lived not far down the road who also went to the. You know, Dad, let's go to the ten thirty, son. You really like to go to the ten thirty all the time, don't you? <laughs> you know, and then I'd feel like going, and and I'm thinking, what no, is it? We're in the
0: wrong pew. We got to be about two more back. Yeah, exactly. Right here. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, so that's a, that's a whole other. Show,
0: right. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm reminded of uh, there's a there's a he's a young upstart in the evangelization world, a guy named Robert Barron, I think his name is. You guys might have heard of him.
1: I think he's a bishop. <laughs>
0: oh, that's that. right, he is a bishop, and I think he sometimes is on EWTN as well.
1: Yeah, we've seen him before. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he's, he, been, on he's been on this radio show. That's I, right, he has.
1: That's, that's right. So, uh, Bishop, okay,
0: Bishop Barron <laughs> <laughs> on his on his Catholicism documentary when he walks through the Beatitudes. He gets to, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The way in which he interprets that is he says, how about we think about that as, blessed are you who are not addicted to good feelings. Mm-hmm. Because if you only are doing things when they feel good, you're in trouble.
1: <laughs> no, and see, I think that's an important concept. No, that's, that's, that's true, because if, if when emotion drives us, we're going to get into trouble. And, and I, to, to point that out, I wanted to uh, run to the, uh, the scriptures, uh, because St. Paul uh, is writing to the Galatians in the fifth chapter of his letter to the Galatians. He says these words. He says, I say then, live by the Spirit, and you will certainly not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the flesh has desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you may not do what you want. But if you are guided by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious, immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, rivalry, jealousy, outbursts of fury, acts of selfishness, dissensions, factions, occasions of envy, drinking bouts, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. In contrast, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envious of one another. And so, what ends up happening is you can actually kind of, I don't want to change the words of the scriptures, but you can look at that and say, like, either live in the Spirit or live according to your emotions and feelings mm. and what, what your flesh, St. Paul is telling us, tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ever since that, there was this event that happened in the Garden of Eden. We've talked about that before. Do y'all remember that?
0: Yeah. Vaguely. Yes. Yeah.
1: Tom's great-grandfather, I think, was actually there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, I mean, ever since that time, ever since the fall, we've we've had a problem with sin, right? And essentially, you know, our our flesh, as Paul talks about it, leads us into all of these terrible things, right? But a lot of, if you think about it, it's like, it's not like a blind being led into something. Like, I didn't know what was happening. Next thing I know, I was doing this, and that wasn't good, you know? <laughs> But but we 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 tie that to our feelings, right? I, I feel lonely. I feel angry. I feel uh, bitter. I feel um, uh, anxious. I've all these sins, tired, right? All of those different things, they will lead us to sin. You know, it's interesting because our it's our, God
0: can also use our emotions. I think it's fair to say, but the problem is, is we first have to not make our emotions into a God, mm-hmm. right? Like we can't make our emotions be the thing that guide us. We have to already make the decision that our shepherd, Jesus Christ, is the one who's going to guide us. Um, but as long as they're the problem, I think, is more just unyoked feelings, ones that uh, uh, I think actually to an extent we can sometimes our emotions, we can forget that our emotions are a part of reality and a part of who we are but they're not all of it you know right. they don't constitute all of who we are as persons they also don't constitute all of the reality that we uh, have available to us to experience but they can be so intrusive they can sometimes throw things off in our ability to pay attention to anything else in a moment
1: right if we're driven by our emotions is when we get into trouble yes Right. Well, we, we become um, uh, essentially um, uh, victims of our emotions where our emotions dominate us and take over um we that's when we get into big to big trouble and you know it's interesting that like all those things if it's like i don't feel like praying and a lot of people will tell another person it's like you know you're let's, let's say you're you're very sad or you're very angry it's like i just don't feel like praying right now i'm angry with god i think i've probably used that excuse to not pray mm-hmm. or to not go to mass or to not do something in my life that uh, might have been a good thing, and and the the problem with that is then you essentially become a victim of that, uh, and you succumb to that emotion, and the emotion now owns you, and and that's what leads you into like never going back to mass, never praying again, not doing a rosary, right, not doing uh, uh, works um, uh, charitable works, and so you start to realize that when we rely on our feeling, and we say I'm I'm not I don't feel it right now I don't feel like praying so I'll do something else. The thing is, that may be the time when we need to do it the most. Amen. I mean, how many times have we thought about like, "Well, I don't feel like going to mass," and you, and and you know, you really—that's probably the the moment where you probably need that the most. Yep. Right. Uh, so I and I don't know the answer uh, uh, to to how to overcome that kind of stuff. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Like, what do we do? Because I think a lot of people experience this. I, I experience this even now still.
0: Well, I think a lot of us, especially I think men more so than women, struggle with emotional honesty. Mm-hmm. Like just being honest with ourselves about, I'm mad right now or I'm sad right now or this is how I am feeling. And if we're able to have at least that emotional honesty with ourselves and God, to say, God, I'm sad right now. <laughs> I don't feel like praying. But I know I need to. So I want to invite you into that sadness. Mm -hmm. Or I'm angry right now. I'm going to let you know that I'm angry. But I'm going to invite you into that space. Because at the end of the day, Jesus took on flesh to step into the muck of the human condition. He wants to be there in every moment. And he knows that emotions are a part of of how we process life. Because he gave us those emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's... A part of I think a part of it has to be inviting God into that space, as opposed to using it as an obstacle to crowd God
1: out. Mm-hmm. See, I think you're right. I think we invite God into the moment, right? Specifically because we don't feel like it. In other words, that might be a nice sign. It's like, well, when when do I know is the right time to pray? Probably when you're thinking it's not the right time to pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at that as a, the law of opposites, you know, and say that's probably because I, I don't know how much of this is the work of the devil i do know the devil likes uh, confusion and division um and despair and things like that where there's a sense of hopelessness but the reality is i I, some of it is just our not paying attention to what we need the most i mean man i feel terrible today i I probably shouldn't go to the doctor Mm -hmm. you know it's like well wait we don't ever say that (laughs) Mm -hmm. we we say i feel awful physically I'm sick I need to go to the doctor Mm -hmm. right and usually we don't say the opposite spiritually when we're spiritually sick we don't go like I really need to like really double down on the prayer great
0: analogy that's a great analogy I
1: I mean I would hope that we would see that Um, and I'm not saying it's easy either because it's usually the more difficult Mm -hmm. I guess it's like you know Putting on uh, three sweaters and whatever when you got a, the flu or whatever, and going and getting some kind of antibiotics from the doctor, you're gonna you're gonna muster up whatever strength you need to get there because you know it's gonna make you feel better. Mm-hmm. In the same way, we we need to muster up the strength it takes to actually pray. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Paul says in Ephesians, we're supposed to uh, pray unceasingly in the Spirit, and I think one of the things that we're kind of getting to in this show is we're dealing with one of the chief obstacles that for even those who want to pray unceasingly in the Spirit. When they read that passage and say, you know what, that sounds like how I'd like to live my life, probably emotions are a big part of what frustrates that desire for many people.
1: Mm -hmm. Far be it for me to disagree with St. Paul, but (laughs) we're going to cease... We're ceasing this segment. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break uh, for a second. And uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, com. I can say it. I promise I can. And also send me an email, deaconjeff at com.
0: And like us on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. And I
1: certainly hope that you feel like coming back right after this.
2: I'm Bess and this is another great moment in church history. Many non-Catholics who visit a Catholic church to attend a funeral or wedding are curious about some of the gestures made by the faithful during worship, including crossing themselves and genuflecting. One of the distinctive marks of the Catholic and Orthodox Christians is the practice of making the sign of the cross. This gesture, which often begins and ends prayers, is made by tracing a cross on the body by touching the forehead, lower chest, and both shoulders, while saying, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thus, each Catholic prayer begins and ends by invoking the Most Blessed Trinity and reminds the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the cross of the crucified Christ. This sign also makes each spoken prayer liturgical, in that the whole body is used in the act of worship. Making the sign of the cross is one of the most ancient Christian gestures, which is well known and referenced by early church fathers. Writing in the second century, Tertullian explains that in all our travels and movements, in bathing, working and eating, Christians must mark their foreheads with the sign of the cross. Another early church father, St. Cyril of Jerusalem, exhorts the faithful that they should not be ashamed of Christ crucified, and the cross should be our seal, made with our fingers on our brow in the various events of our day-to-day life. Genuflecting, or the act of kneeling on one or two knees and then rising again, is an ancient act showing respect and devotion to royalty or any superior and recognition of that person's authority. Since the Middle Ages, the faithful have genuflected in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament in recognition of the reality that hidden in the tabernacle under the guise of bread is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Customarily, Catholics genuflect both when entering the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and upon leaving its presence. In the Eastern Christian churches, usually this respect is shown by a profound bow rather than by kneeling. Both the Sign of the Cross and genuflection are liturgical acts of prayer and worship, reminding the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the sign of the cross, and that the true King of the Universe, deserving of worship, lies hidden in the tabernacle of every catholic church i'm best Zimski and this is another great moment in church history
0: welcome back to the catholic cafe here's deacon jeff
1: and this is Deacon Jeff, believe it or not, uh, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. We ever, once in a while, I think someone's going to go like, that's not Deacon Jeff. It's an imposter. It is not. But that uh, being said, I'm here with uh, Zam, Zam Siggy Rodriguez yes. and Thomas Patrick Dorian, and we are, ta- we are trying to live by the Spirit, or live in the Spirit, live by the Spirit, St. Paul's words uh, from Galatians. Not and by the flesh. That's right. And... Uh, uh, and sort of subtitled emotions in the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And it can be problematic if we are living by the, the flesh or living by the emotion, living by the body's signs. You know, And got us in trouble way back there in the Garden of Eden and it's still getting us in trouble even today. Spend yes. a, spend a we, you know, during the break we were talking about social media a little bit and you just spend a few minutes there you'll see there's a lot, a lot less living by the spirit and a lot more living by the flesh. Yep. You know, on social media. So people get, kind of all crazy in all these different ways. And so we want to talk a little bit about the idea of of this, um, of this not letting your emotions drive what you do in your spiritual life. Now, we'll talk some practicality here, too, because we can't ignore our emotions, right? We are – I mean, you, you mentioned that Jesus was incarnate, right? Took on flesh. And so he experienced emotions. And so he knows what emotions are. And he was able, in a divine way – So to encounter those in a way that would have been um, uh, fulfilled and the way emotions were intended to be. He wept when
0: Lazarus died.
1: That's right. That's right. And he might have got his ire up a little bit when there were um, uh, folks in the temple doing selling stuff they shouldn't have been selling. And so it's like there's definitely some some emotion uh, to our humanity that's not evil. And bad, no, no, no. But when we become uh, victims of our emotion, when we let our emotions drive, that's when it gets in trouble. And I, and I think about this. Uh, I like to use the comparison. People talk to me about like, you know, the prayers not doing anything for me right now. I mean, it's it's just not. I'm I'm not not really getting anything out of my prayer. So I've stopped. And I and I I like to remind folks uh, in my own experience about life in terms of exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, if I said, hey, you know what? Yesterday I started a new exercise regimen. I do 20 push-ups, and then I run a mile around the block, you know, and then do 57 jumping jacks. I don't know why 57. I like Hans 57 steak sauce, so maybe that's why. But the point is, I do those things, right? <laughs> now, would it be wrong for me to to um, expect some kind of major transition in my life the next morning? Probably. I still got this little uh, thing hanging over my belt. Yeah, got <laughs> you know? a ways to go. So, so it's like you're not going to get like an instant gratification, right? So, another well, st-
0: the aspect too. I know I'm, I'm interrupting, but no, it's okay. not about you. It's not about you Ooh. getting something out of it either. You know, that's a bigger part of it. So too. I'm exercising
1: for you. It's a two way conversation. Tom, you're lazy. Do your own exercise. Exactly. Why am I exercising <laughs> for you? <laughs> no, I, I I get it. But if yeah. we're in an emotional state, we're I know. we're selfish. I mean, totally. essentially, we are thinking totally. right. We are self. And rather than say selfish, we'll say we're self focused. You're right. You know, and it's just part. It's the nature of emotionalism. It's the right. nature of that. A uh, particular uh, sentient part of us to, to and its not
0: going to be instant right? gratification. No,
1: no. And if you stop and think about it, like if we only exercised when we felt like it, mm-hmm. well, A would never exercise. That's true. I, I only really know there's a, now there's some twelve ounce curls. There's some <laughs> there's some people out there. There's some people out there that really like running or whatever. And and but Ew. yeah. Well, they. <laughs> They might have conditioned themselves to like it or whatever. Some people do like the exercise. Yeah. You know? It ain't me. But the point is, most people will never exercise if they exercise only when they felt like it. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the thing is, we're never going to feel like it. Right. So we're not going to exercise because we're not ever going to feel like it. Right. Right? Uh, and, and, of course, that means we'll never, we won't receive the health benefit of it. Right. And which means also we won't become more healthy, which means we also won't start to feel better. It's the same thing with the with the emotional thing uh, in our spiritual life. If we're if we're feeling spiritually unwell, but we don't feel like fixing that or being part of the solution to fixing that, we're never going to get better, right? Right. So there's a part of us that needs to um, there needs to be a steadfastness. Stick to it. Do it. You know, work through the the dryness or the the whatever, and there will be a spiritual benefit. Mm-hmm. Just like an exercise, if you stick with it, I promise you'll be healthier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if anybody's saying like, well, well, there was that one guy that started taking up jogging, and got hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. He can say I should have never taken up jogging, mm-hmm. but but for the the vast majority of us, you know, regular exercise is going to be good and positive. Right. right. Regular spiritual exercise, it's going to ultimately be good and positive, and that's something that um, we need to be aware of because honestly. I'm never gonna feel like washing the car I'm never gonna feel like going to work I'm never gonna feel like like the exercise or cleaning my garage or mowing my yard those are things I'm not gonna ever feel like doing so emotion cannot drive those and yet somehow I still do those yeah mm-hmm. right whether it's the um, because the grass grows so high I can't get to the front door right. you know the car looks like uh, garbage because it's covered in dirt, or people make comments, or write "Wash me" every time I go to Walmart, mm-hmm. or something like that. So, so, but we do those things because we know that there's a benefit. We know that there's something that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. So, the same way we need to, we need to view in our um, uh, our spiritual state in that way as well. The other concept I wanted to, I mean, I want to kind of address some of the issues. Right? Why do we not feel like it? What are the things that are keeping us from, from doing spiritual acts? I mean, so we've mentioned a few of them here. Anger. Oh, yeah. I'm mad at, I'm mad at God.
0: Well, it's funny, too. Or, or angry. I, one good thing that comes to mind is when Jesus talks about... Uh, anger in the in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, he uses the very same language that he uses about lust, where it's the language of objectifying. If you've basically if you've killed your brother in your heart with anger, it's the same as the same as, you know, uh, committing adultery in your heart. And I think that, you know, a lot of times anger can just cause us to reduce reality to the things that we're ticked off yeah. about.
1: Amen. Yeah. So anger is one of those things where I'm, I'm mad and, it's, and anger is all consuming anger is spoken a lot of in the Bible mm-hmm. yeah. it talks a lot about anger and so that's one that we when we're angry it's probably the time we need to pray because I'm, I'm thinking about the times that, that anger has been diffused mm-hmm. through praying something that's meditative like the rosary or something like that it just it takes the anger away well, the right, difference is
0: you're right. Our our anger and God's anger. Bishop Barron had pointed this out in a different talk. He said God's never angry for His own sake. Mm-hmm. We're angry for selfish reasons, and so when we're angry, we need to get in touch with what you know. What are the selfish you know or self focused yes. reasons for the anger? Yeah, and and maybe lay those at Jesus's feet and give Him permission to change that
1: anger. And it's also mm-hmm. not good to pray angrily. <laughs> so. Lord, I'm just so mad. I would if you could just do me a favor and strike dead that person I'm mad at. <laughs> that might not be a good healthy prayer, but at least you're talking to God. Yeah, it is healthy that would bring it to you. Yeah. to no, say, "Hey, hey, I'm really angry right now. You got to help me." And listen, and if you're actually open to God's <laughs> right, response, right. that would be that would be not good. Not smiting someone. So so sadness is another one. That's a big one, I think. People experience grief. I remember there's a there's a great uh classic film that's so beautiful. Uh, you know a lot of people you haven't seen these classy films like i watch but like it's independence day you ever seen that one i just i just watched it recently and there's this scene in there where uh where uh the dad the jewish father says i haven't talked to god since your mother died right you know where but it's like so this good jew separated himself from god in in grief maybe he's a little angry at god too but the Mm -hmm. thing is it's grief is another thing that's there's a literally a great sadness there Mm -hmm. and it's not just the sadness the grief uh it's not just the anger um also people who are who are anxious people who are nervous Mm -hmm. people who uh and uh, you'd mentioned this earlier tired yeah Uh, people just i know that there are times where i was like it's late at night i just i just like i'm just too tired lord i'm gonna double up on my prayer tomorrow it's like no you don't do that you know, and so tired. Being tired can do it. Also, overwhelmed. There's so much going on, mm-hmm. and I can't think of a better way. By the way, to like uh, give yourself perspective when you're feeling overwhelmed, than to focus on God, mm-hmm. and that's a, definitely a good thing. And then certainly feeling uninspired. The thing is, we 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 mustn't ignore these emotions and try to sweep them under the rug. But we bring God into the moment of that emotion. Right. Maybe even talk to God about the emotion. And what we're feeling. And the thing that, the key here, in in my opinion, is we really need to understand this about God, that God is, he's efficacious. He's literally transformative, right? God doesn't just leave things alone, Mm. right? So he's creator. And so the whole thing is, if we give ourselves over to God, he's going to fix the stuff that's broken, right? If we're vulnerable, if we're open, if we're receptive. So don't let the emotion drive you, Right, let, let your love for God and your need for God drive you. Let that be a hunger and a thirst. Right? Jesus says hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm. This is so beautiful. That's where we need to see uh, our relationship with God go. So emotions are okay. Just don't let them take over. And so we also need to, well, just let the Blessed Virgin Mary offer her prayers for us.
0: The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation, one cup of coffee at a time.